Hey everybody, it's Justin. Just wanted to do a little intro. If it sounds funny, it's because it's about 5.40 in the morning and I'm in my car recording this. Uh, I can do that because I'm using Anchor and it kicks ass. So it might not sound the best, but it allows me to do this when I can't record it in my house because I don't want to wake everyone up talking about this. Uh, First, do not unsubscribe from the podcast. We are working on content that will most likely be going through the end of October. Uh, That's kind of our timeline right now. So what we're looking like... Uh, of course, we're going to talk about Testaments, the new book by Margaret Atwood. Everyone was suggesting that we talk about that as one of our, you know, what do you want us to talk about now things. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about that. We've also got some interviews that we're working on lining up. So don't forget about us. Keep us uh, the ideas coming. And if there's something that you want us to talk about or watch or, you know, discuss, please let us know because we are definitely open to ideas. we got a little more freedom here uh, in the next few months. So totally open to what you guys want to hear definitely taking suggestions. Find us on Facebook uh, and Instagram and check us out. Uh, Plus, prizes. Now, I know you're thinking, Justin, you're giving away a couple prizes. You talked about prizes. But for real, now we have time to give away the prizes and come up with good ways to give them away. Uh, We have things like a poster that is signed by the majority of the cast of The Handmaid's Tale that we just haven't given away yet. Uh, Plus, some other stuff we have coming. Some more uh, feminist uh, pencil club pencils. Uh, lots of other cool stuff. I just have it. It's here. It's time to give it away to you guys because you deserve it because you kick ass. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we cannot do this podcast without you. Uh, we could, but it would be kind of boring because no one would listen and it'd be listening to ourselves talk, which is great. But, uh, why go through all the hassle of doing a show? Uh, so thank you for continuing to support the show and listen to the show and continuing to help us build this audience and do lots of fun things because we enjoy this and, uh, Couldn't do it without having people to listen and bounce ideas off of and have great discussions with. Uh, So, a couple things. One, I just want to let you know a couple of good things that I have watched recently. Uh, We converted our back room at our house into a workout room, so when I'm working out, I get to watch TV now, which is awesome. Instead of going to the the gym and trying to dodge the Fox News channel um, on all the TVs where all the old people are, um, I can come here and watch whatever the hell I want. So I'm catching up on a lot of things that I haven't watched. So uh, I finished season one of Castle Rock on uh, Hulu, which was really good. Um, If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, Season one was really exciting and uh, different, not at all what I was expecting. Um, They're working on a season two, and I'm told from what I read that they're kind of doing an origin story on the main character from Misery, Annie Wilkes. So that was the uh, lady that Kathy Bates played in the movie, if you've seen the movie. Uh, So that will be super interesting. And sounds like they are looking to uh, kind of improve on last season and take some of the things that they did well and do it again. And so check it out so you can be ready for season two. Uh, I also, literally just last night, a mere like six or seven hours ago, finished Sharp Objects, which I started last summer on HBO when it came out, but stopped watching uh, just due to time and stuff. Uh, I am not okay after that ending of that show. Uh, If you have not seen it, you don't know what I'm talking about, but you should definitely check it out. Uh, If you have seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you're probably like, absolutely, Justin, holy shit. Uh, Check it out, HBO Sharp Object. It's a seven or eight part limited series, so it's, you know, it's not seasons, it's just the one limited run series, but man, it is really good, really well acted. Amy Adams, Patricia Clarkson, some fantastic performances all around from the people in this, and definitely stick around until the end, and I mean like Marvel movie mid-credits, don't get your ass out of your seat end, so just 
sit there, watch it, because you'll sit there and watch it anyway, because at the end you'll be like, with your mouth open. Uh, Anyway, check that stuff out, and I'll just let you guys know more stuff that I'm watching or checking out or that we're, you know, Tiana and Sarah are watching, Uh, but those are just some things I wanted to throw out at you. Now, this episode is going to be a multiple part episode because as usual, we had a great time, talked about a lot of things, talked about all the things you guys, you know, wrote into us, but I didn't want to throw it all out there in one big episode. So I want you to enjoy this. We're going to roll it out in probably two or three uh, because we talked for about an hour and a half about a bunch of different topics. And so uh, I'm going to roll this out with uh, this episode. First part, we're kind of discussing some of the things we missed in the finale, some of the things that you guys called us out on in the finale, um, some other larger, you know, topical type things that people have talked to us about and how we've handled those things, um, as well as, you know, tackling some of your questions about how we started the podcast, because we've built this audience over the last three seasons, and a lot of new people that don't even know how the hell these three people ended up doing this show together. Uh, so we answered some of those questions and some other stuff that I'm probably forgetting, uh, just sitting here doing this intro. But uh, most importantly, thank you for allowing us to do it and sending in the questions. And uh, I really look forward to your reactions to our answers. And uh, quite honestly, we're going to ask a few things of you and see what you guys have to say about some stuff uh, here in the near future. So we're going to reverse it. We're going to do the Ask You Anything-ish podcast, maybe, I think. Sounds like a good idea, right? Anyway, without further ado, here's part one of the May Day Season 3 wrap-up podcast and AMA-ish episode. Enjoy. Thank you, guys. Is this it? May Day. Is it? Yes. I'm gonna use the same. So, like, I basically never butter. eat cider. Mm. I never drink cider on tap. Um, and then there are some bottled ciders that you would think would be gluten free, but they're not. But they're, right. they're few and far between. So, in case you can't tell, we are all currently drinking ciders. <laughs> Now, we don't normally drink during the show for variety. <laughs> it's happened before. But when we record at my house, we do it more often. We do. That's we true. Do. Uh, <laughs> Sarah has a right bit longer of a drive friend. than the rest of us, so generally I don't like to, like, hey, Sarah, how about you pop a few before you leave? Let's do it. You know? Uh, I can so walk home. Tiana could walk to. home, so yeah. it wouldn't be as huge a, a deal for her, right? It would be fine. Um, and I just try not to so that I can maintain the organization of this operation. <laughs> I'm glad you maintain the organization of this operation because otherwise we go off on tangents about narwhals and shit all day long. You are we, correct. We certainly do that already, but it would be much worse. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't, if we didn't have somebody to point us back at the show. That's a good right. point. And how that got to be me, I will never know. Because Justin's not... No. necessarily no, 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 good no. at that either. No, Justin's... Uh, I am king of let's Justin's take the ship over there. Justin's famous. <laughs> let's take the ship over there. Where? I don't... It's over the there. Meds. It's the meds. It is. The meds are a miracle. They, my yep. meds are also a miracle. I'm a big fan. Everybody, better living through pharmaceuticals. Here we go. So, uh, season three is over. Now, here is what I know, but I'm going to get this out of the way now so that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Everyone that is on Team Nick is angry about Nick. Yeah, notice that. And go. Why? Who cares? That's that's how I feel too. I'm just like, eh. 
not a knot I needed to have I most, tied. I, I mostly care because I see people really upset about it, and yes. I'm like, oh, that now, sucks for you. I will say this, and here is where the show itself did not seem to help itself with the Nick storyline. So it came out this week, uh, several places that are mm-hmm. reputable places that apparently uh, they left a lot of story of Nick on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Uh, Why would they say that? It to the public after, Our, well, <laughs> after they just I thought upset it was because part of that trailer well, had Nick stuff in it. Maybe yeah, we there was some. I talked about this last episode. There were some publicity photos that were out there. Oh, that that's right. Somebody posted and said, "Hey, did you see these?" And I, you know, I yeah. generally don't like to post unofficial mm. stuff, and so I didn't. And I had seen some of them, but I it, they looked like they would have been from the show. But apparently, also what happened is two things. One. There was an interview with Max Minghella who talked about a few things that Nick was doing, like shooting a machine gun and a couple other things that were going to be in the story. Like this was kind of in the mid-season point that he talked about this in an interview where, hey, here's what you might see. Here's some stuff I got to do. And then it didn't happen. And then also on top of that. But is it going to happen later? I would imagine it is. Yeah. So at this point, it's just like. The story has been reshuffled a little bit. That's what I would think. Because then Bruce Miller had an interview where he said pretty much what he told us, which is we just don't have enough real estate on the show. Yeah. To have and that many. to everybody that I've talked to online on various times about the Nick situation, to me, it just seemed like I don't think you could have crammed another thing in there and a done justice to the Nick June storyline. Yeah. Which everyone wants to be what it is and good. You don't want it to be terrible. You don't want it to like sacrifice any other storyline or that storyline because you want them all to be quality storyline. Yeah. And I felt like, there was nothing, in my opinion, that the Nick situation could have added to the storyline that they ended up going with. True. I think Nick could have really detracted from the storyline they they ended up going with personally. Could have. And it, this is not about me like disliking Nick. <laughs> like it's, I I enjoy the actor when he's on screen. I think sometimes the storyline between him and June is really interesting. Other times, not so much. But. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was really important to me, at least, to look at this, the way the show wrapped up for season three as the women coming together and making shit happen. And, you know, they've got some helpers and they've got (laughs) some, um, they've got a couple of men on their side and that helps, but it's largely the women doing the thing and making it happen, even when it seems like it's going to go crazy. And I think that felt really important to me. And I would be really bummed out if like, Nick was more involved in that. I think even as far as the two guys who were involved with it was were involved, like that was plenty. Yeah. I didn't need mm-hmm. more of what's his name that works the bar at Jezebel's. Billy. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see more Commander Lawrence just because I love the actor so much yeah. and the character is so fascinating. But I didn't want to see more of him involved in this like mission they were I on. I agree. No, I thought that his role in it in the finale was just, was just perfect. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like, enough Bradley Woodford. He wasn't like carrying it. They didn't make him like the, you know, inside job hero guy that comes and saves them all at the end. Mm-hmm. It really was like you said, and like we talked about last episode, the women helping the women and the kids and just doing it all on their own for more or less, you know, yeah. with some help in between, which you, you know, expect. I mean, Bruce Miller seems so thoughtful <laughs> about how he does stuff. To, so to shoehorn Nick in like that, would have felt shoehorned, you know, yeah, and why would you want to, why, why force it? If I you can just half the time Nick walks into a room, I'm like, why is Nick here? Yeah, I know. I kind of feel that way too, because he was kind of out of the picture and now he's back in and I'm like, what would, 
like every time he comes in, I'm like, what business does he have here? Like when they were in DC, I'm like, why, why would Nick be in DC? Like yeah. in terms of not because I dislike Nick, but because like yeah. realistically, <clears throat> what, what would his character be doing in DC now? Yeah. And, and not having that, any context to that when we do right. get a lot of context around what some of the other characters and, are doing is just, it's just a little hard to wrap your mind around sometimes. Right. And that was the other thing I think they didn't do themselves any favors on was just throwing mm-hmm. that part about Nick in that Washington DC episode where yeah. they're like, Nick, get us Nick. Yeah. And we want to talk to Nick. Oh wait, Nick's a guy you can't be trusted. You don't know anything about Nick. Yeah. And then turns he goes out on Nick was a bad guy or whatever. And then he's on a train like Snowpiercer. Um, right. And then there was nothing. And I think that, you know, yeah, they, I, they, they didn't do a good job of setting people's expectations appropriately. Right. right. But I see how, if they thought they were going to get to that storyline yes. in this season, how that would have happened. But also, I also see how you get to that point And then after that, and you're like, Oh my God, we have all this show. <laughs> right. And we, I mean, you could, if you're going to do that, you got to have like another three episodes. Maybe least, they should just right? have another three episodes. Yeah, guys. You know? I mean, I would, I would, Definitely not be sad if the way they solve this problem next season is just More extend show. the season. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, Nick's going to come back in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And I think having more time now that every other piece of this is more or less in Canada, and that part of this is over, having more time to really explore what's going on with Nick and the Chicago thing and the resistance and how all that came to be, I think, gives it a little more, you know, breadth to work with. So. I don't know. What if Hannah's in Chicago? Also a thought. That's the whole thing. Now, here's the other thing. And I've gotten to not, I'm not going to call it heated. It wasn't heated, but it was intense. Um, Conversation on Twitter with someone who I think was struggling with the concept of what Bruce was explaining of that everything is from June's point of view. Well, I think a lot of people are struggling with that. And to be frank, I have really mixed feelings about it. I feel like... You know, I not to say that Bruce is like saying something that isn't true for him. I just feel like the way in which that has been deployed has been by, very inconsistent. Okay. And that leads to a lot of confusion. Right. I feel like there are things that we have seen and become knowledgeable of that like no effing way is June told about that specific thing later. Right. No way. Like things I, that are so small or things that are just like not directly happening to the people that she knows and right. would have cause to ask about later. I just, All right, there's definitely... I think there, I think it's just been applied unevenly. Sure. And thus, of course people are confused about it or, or they feel it's like not an accurate description. Well, and what I ended up saying in the end was basically like, we're getting it through that filter of she's either got to have heard about it, experienced or, you know, someone else has told mm-hmm. her second, third hand, whatever. But in the end, it's all being filtered by the writers of the TV show. Yeah. So you're going to learn about it when they want you to learn about it. Because this person was just very upset about the fact that why wouldn't she have been thinking about Nick? If this was like all from her point of view, she could have been thinking about Nick at certain times. But I, I also don't know when she would have learned the information about Nick if nobody knows. I feel. I also feel like this is kind of a conversation like... Um you know, somebody arguing about the aerodynamics of a dragon in a show about dragons. Like, you know, oh, are we having the, it only took 10 minutes to get back to Westeros conversation with the uh, dragons? I essentially, yes. I mean, regardless of what the methodology is for deciding what we do and don't know and when, it's still the writer's decision. And right. you just have to suspend your disbelief. Oh, I'm all for that. I'm all for, for to, I'm all to fully enjoy the show. I'm you 100%. Know, that's just a thing you have to do when you're watching a 
mostly fictionally based show. That's why I don't get worked up about that sort of yeah, stuff. Same. Because I understand that if he were super 100% so, so loyal and true to what he said, then the show would be really disjointed and weird. And You know what I mean? Because yeah, like nobody who creates things for a living can be crazy strict. You have right. to be flexible. I was going to say, so when he says June's lens, I didn't take that as... Oh my God, 100% only things that June would know or think about. You know, like I took that as mostly things June would know. But if June finds out about something, but she maybe wouldn't hear anything else about it, realistically, the show does kind of have to keep that up a bit too, even if it wouldn't realistically. Right? So they can't. We know maybe these are like June's imagined details about the things she just heard. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, that's that's the writer's discretion to put that in or not. Which which I said makes the whole uh, Fred and Serena dance scene make a lot more sense. Uh, oh, right. Because yes. it was so surreal and bizarrely and shot. And out of nowhere. And just so tone that different. That whole show had a lot of that whole different episode, yeah. cinematography than we're used to seeing yeah. from, that this, show, from this uh, franchise. That one confused me a bit. But it, like we it said, was different. Yeah. Like maybe Lydia didn't have a boyfriend that came on to her at a Christmas party, but maybe that or didn't, didn't. You like, said it right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, maybe that didn't happen, but maybe that's something June fabricates in her head to explain why Lydia is so rigid and Oh, don't weird. say that. Please don't start picking apart the Lydia storyline and saying parts of it are fake. We are going to, we do not have time in a podcast to get all the angry people mad at you. I know. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, if this is all through June's lens, we have I to kind of take it with a, take grain, it with of a grain of salt. Yeah. I, yeah. And largely... It's all fake. It's a show. <laughs> Let's Dragons enjoy it. It's okay. Real. It's right. okay for so, some things to not tie up nicely. So a couple things while I'm thinking about it. Uh, as the internet does, they point out our faults as we ask them to oh, every yeah. week. So a couple things. A couple things that um, it's always funny when we all three collectively get something wrong that every, not everyone, because I only saw a couple people put this on there. Um, and correct me if you guys didn't think this, but mm-hmm. I thought I we all agreed on this. Um, so when they are getting ready to take the kids. There is a point when we thought there was a second house that they went to. No, it's the same it's house. The same I thought house. it was the same house. I thought it was because I did not realize they were going out to like set the trail with the I remember things. thinking it was the same house when I was watching it, but you said it was a second house and that still made total sense just, to me. Right? Well, just <laughs> so the way, I was like, yeah, okay, that must have been a second I thought house. it was the same house too. For me, it was just the way it was shot. Like, they leave. It was a weird angle for And them. then also, they come back and... His house had been basically cleaned out and then yeah. filled up with children, so right. it looked real different. Right. And it seemed darker, and it was just odd. Well, because the way they shot it is, like, all the kids get there, and then they're like, we gotta go. And that's all they say. And then they're go- you see them tying things, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily, to me, to me, say, we don't have a bunch of kids trailing behind us. It just says we're laying out the path to go. Right. And then they show up at another house, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, there must be, like, you know, one more house along the way just to, like, chill everybody out and take a rest. But then somebody was like, uh, no, that was the same house. And they, they also put, that's an interesting thing for the three people to get wrong at the same time. <laughs> I was like, agreed. Yeah, okay. fair. Yeah. We're too ready to agree. I have another thing that um, a listener brought up on Twitter. And as soon as I saw it, I was I felt so validated because I actually had this thought about something that uh, Justin said um, during last recording. But it was, uh, you know, in, in the in the flow of the conversation didn't seem like the right time to break up, to bring up my like disagreement was not that it's ever really the wrong time to disagree with Justin. I tend to do that a lot. Uh-oh. I know um, what this is going to be about. Oh, you do? Okay. okay. Go ahead. Um, so you said at one point um, that it could, it, the flashbacks 
that we saw to when June w- and um, Janine. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, of the show. June and Crazy Janine uh, were being like rounded up like cattle, right. you know, and shuffled. And you had referenced that saying like part of what makes it um, so impactful is that it's a bunch of white women. And I think I under I had the extra layer of understanding because we've been friends for so long yes. that you meant that it's like more jarring because we just don't see images like that. Yes. Not because not because it yeah, is the, is less impactful that it happens to other people. Right. It's just because we aren't conditioned to be seeing those images. Um, but I also had a knee jerk reaction of oh. Right actually more painful for me to see images of people that look like me, a brown person, um, you know, literally in cages in our country elsewhere, um, being detained unjustifiably, being tortured. It's it's harder for me to see that in people that look like me, but I think for the general audience who, you know, with subscriptions to Hulu uh, in America is... And watching a show like this is going to be largely white Um, for this show's main audience or, you know, just statistically the bulk of it. uh, I think that jarring sense of seeing people that look like them is is a good thing. And if anything, will help wake up people to the idea that, like, I see people look like me treated like that all the effing time. Turn on CNN. It's like all the time. History books, um, yep. everything. everything. Well, not really in the history books. They're pretty whitewashed. Right. But, like, um, yeah, I mean, if you pay attention to things that are happening in the world, you see a lot of people that look like me persecuted yep. for no good reason, tortured, raped, murdered, held in cages. But you don't see a lot of people that look like Sarah treated that way. Right. And I think it is really good for the general public to see that, even in a fictional show, just right. to be woken up to the horrors of seeing somebody that looks like you being yeah. treated that way. But I did have an initial, like, oh, that kind of hurt. Right. And so that comment. I, it was one of those things that I, that person, I had a private conversation with her because I was like, oh, I'm with glad. Twitter, it's like one of those things where I don't want to drag it out to 15 tweets. And yeah, so I was it's like, hard. It's too, it's, it, it's somehow seems more public than Facebook. Right, exactly. And it was, so she just tweeted like, you know, that she was kind of in the same boat as you, but she was felt hurt by the comment, the way it was portrayed. Um, and so I messaged her directly. I said, Hey, let's talk about it. Cause that's usually what I do. If somebody yeah. <laughs> brings up, no, something, I appreciate that. Cause it is you. very much not my intent to, make that kind of thing and yeah. seem that way. Um, and so essentially what I said was uh, the point I was trying to get across. And it's one of those things I told her, it was like one of those things, as I was saying it, I'm trying to say it in a way that doesn't make it sound like it. that. And I, I just didn't, it's one of those things I just didn't deliver it very well. Yeah. I felt like I said some things that kind of couched it that way, but not fully. So it was yeah, exactly yeah. what I meant was exactly what you were saying was that for this audience, I felt that it was more impactful just because it was, white suburban women for the majority of what you were seeing as far as who was rounded up. Yeah. And I think regardless of who you are, when you see someone that looks like you in that situation, it's more impactful for you. You feel it deeper. It's really different because it's so much easier to put yourself in that situation, even for minorities who are used to having to put them in the, in the shoes of white people for all other forms of entertainment. Exactly. But white people generally don't have to do that so you yeah. really has to be people that look like them right, exactly and so that was my point was that i felt for this particular audience for better or worse clearly worse like it should it it is for me and all of us on this show clearly a thing that we are passionate about and an issue that we recognize and so i wanted to make sure she understood that regardless of who it's happening to when i see it it sucks always yeah. it's terrible 
But I felt in the context of the show for the audience that it was intended for that it was definitely going to be more impactful. It was more impactful for me. Uh, I know I mentioned this on the show, but just the modern setting of that scene and the fact that it was, you know, a majority of white women, which you're not used to seeing and that happening to. So it was not a case of, oh, it's more it should be and is more upsetting to me because it's white women. It. I just knew it would be for the right, particular audience. Right, because for you, you know, those are people that look like your mother and your sister exactly. and your wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't feel, I, I doubt I felt it as strongly as, let me, I got to look at her handle, Zan Banger. Yeah. Great name. Yeah. Um, I hope that's really your name and not just your handle. <laughs> um, I don't think I felt it as strongly. I, and, of course, I do not know this person. Right. Um, but. Like, I grew up in a house full of white people, and I'm really used to hearing things like that yep. just because that's the way the white world thinks. Yep. Um, so I feel like I've been overly conditioned to be extra, uh, give extra latitude to people I know and love who, like, I know don't have those kinds of intentions in, right. their, in their words and just, like, say later, like, hey, buddy, yeah, that's not the way to phrase that in her the and future. I had a, her, we had a great conversation. That's I, good. I laid out everything I wanted to tell her and you know I apologized if I did not come across that way and sometimes we're doing things and there's you know some of it is time constraint where I'm trying to say things I'm trying yeah, to keep the totally. thing moving and mm-hmm. I, I just sometimes I just can't say all the things correctly um but yeah no we had a great conversation and we were fine after that and I it didn't I didn't get the impression of her initial tweet that she was she was upset by what was said, but I didn't feel like it was a "you guys suck, go to hell" kind of thing. I didn't was, get that impression either. Hey, I, got, I took it more as like disappointment yes, because she didn't expect absolutely. that. Absolutely, and she was right, awesome. Like, we we had a, it. It was a great conversation, it. and I always try to handle those things. So if you ever have an issue, um, oh yeah, tell us, tell us, and let us know because I will always have those conversations with people. I've actually had another one. I forget what it was even about. Um, oh, there was somebody that said, and this is on you guys, so I'm going to put it out there. Uh, oh, for they would like to hear less of me and more of you. Aw, how is this on us? No, I'll I'll say more, more things. That's fine. Um, speaking yeah. of, like the <laughs> first time that I think this sort of scenario was jarring in that way is because there were two like middle class white women at Starbucks. Remember that scene yeah. where? Oh yeah. Or no, it was it was uh, June and Moira, mm-hmm. right? So like just and in their like you know regular like, oh, yeah, running was... wear, like yeah. they were they were wearing nice things, and you could this... tell that they were. Well taken care of adults. Right. And like the setting was Starbucks mm-hmm. where everyone go, not everyone, where a lot of people go all the time. They're right. everywhere on every corner. I don't I know if there was even Starbucks, but it was definitely a coffee oh, shop. Oh, like, like a yeah, trendy coffee right. shop that yeah. like, you know, is attractive to people. Yeah, because that's where the one guy calls him a slut. Like, right? yeah. like, you're yeah. a slut. Yeah. And I remember thinking. Refuses to take the card, doesn't he? Yeah. And this yeah. was a very like typical everyday scenario, like yeah. a place where I would go a lot and with my friend and order a co- like it felt very close to home yeah. I think for w- me I think when we talked about this before I said and it still holds true like I was not really shocked by that I have been places where people refuse to take my money um, it's not a crazily unusual thing it happens less and less as time goes on for me as long as I don't travel to certain areas yeah but right. like there's there's no shortage of places within short driving distance from here yeah, where sure. I could go and be called lots of dirty names mm-hmm. and kicked out um, if I was lucky. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it was just one of those things that I, I always try to handle those situations privately if possible because um, otherwise it's just like yeah. me and you arguing online for no reason. And it wasn't an argument yeah. at all. It was right, just right. more so 
me going, here's what I was attempting to say and may have said poorly. And then her saying, I appreciate you, you know, saying yeah, that. Fine. And so it, it was all very well received and she was awesome. Yeah. And so uh, if I, if that kind of thing ever comes up, I would like everyone to know that it is never my intent that it is m- more impactful or more horrible because they are white, because it's more terrible if it's white people. That's not true. It's terrible when it's anybody. It's just for this specific audience who doesn't see this kind of thing happening to people that look like them all the time, I think it is definitely more impactful. When you see women that, you know, look like everyday, you know, suburban white soccer moms getting rounded up into cages, that's different. Yeah. And that makes you go, it's, oh, Yeah, it's totally not wow. something that's represented exactly. in our media. Not a lot, no. Yeah. And so, all right. Yeah, but definitely, like, set, you know, call us out on those things because they often lead to interesting discussions among us, or at least interesting to us discussions. I don't know yeah. how bored you guys get listening to us. Um <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, like, I don't think this year I've gotten any. I don't think I've gotten any of the following. I've gotten no. Uh, did you get any? Just, Justin is not woke enough. No. Yay! What? First season that we. First I've season not, ever. Joy. Not gotten a Justin. Either should not be talking about this, or is not woke enough, or you know, I did get a hey less less Justin more Tiana and Sarah, which I agree with. I would love uh, love that. So. Feel free to talk more, both of you, all the time. Yeah, yeah our, our text we, strand, our group text strand is no longer called <laughs> Is Justin Woke Enough? And that is great. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, yeah, I don't know. I suspect this has a lot to do with that Sarah and I probably do a whole, whole lot of talking all day at work before we record. I know. And you, pro- you probably do a lot less. We no, really I, do. Or I do. I should the, speak yeah. for myself. This was another conversation I had. But, yeah. Because it was like a review on our Facebook page. And I was like, okay. So I, I usually try and give context to those things is that I am very cognizant and always have been of the fact that I am a guy uh, mostly hosting kind of this running this, you know, show host, hosting it with you guys. But I'm the one who like does keeps the, it going, keeps it going. Right. Yeah. And so I'm cognizant of that fact. Well, and you do am, all of the back end work. I, I am. I am waiting in waters that are not necessarily for me, but I'm here. Um, as an ally, as I've always been. And I've always tried to not pretend like I know what's going on when I don't or have experience <laughs> that I can't possibly have for a variety of reasons. Um, and so when things like that come up, I always feel like I need to give context because otherwise I feel like somebody's out there thinking that I'm an asshole, not letting that you guys you talk. You know. yeah. Right. Or yeah. that I'm like just not letting you speak or doing this and railroading it. And that is yeah. decidedly not the case. Sometimes. Rest assured, audience, if Justin was that way, we would not be here right, right now. <laughs> I was going to say. We are the, friends because he is not. Here's the other thing. I don't feel like I can tell people that because I think that I makes me sound like an asshole, too. It, it would. Yeah, like if I say, right. <laughs> you're you right. don't even understand, like Tiana would tell me to fuck off if I told her certain things. So I think you have told that to people before and it did not work out well. No, no. So uh, you've heard it from them. But it's <laughs> totally true. It's very much true. Um, and also, so it, it's a number of things. And I don't think I'm like talking out of turn here. Uh, there's been times I know in the past, I think it's gotten better as the seasons have gone by. Like not everybody was super comfortable talking on the microphone or as comfortable with it as other people. Um, this is something I've done before. So it was like easier for me. So it's one of those things. Sometimes if you're not in the right place mentally, you're not in the right, you know, if you've had a shitty day, both of you have, as I try to explain to everyone, younger families, more active families, more active jobs and more stressful jobs than I have at all. So when it comes down to it, it's easier for me to do this and do it the way that I do it than it is for you guys to come in here and be like, here's more talking. Because Sarah talks all day long. 
All day. All day. So much. About books. I know. <laughs> and, <English. laughs> I know. and Tiana markets all day. So she's tired of all the marketing things when she gets I, here. So. I get tired of think, thinking about things hard. Exactly. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I do a shocking amount of talking yeah. all day. I was just in meetings all day today, but they actually required a lot of talking. Yeah. So sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's because I'm just talking too much. Uh, you know. Sometimes it is what it is, but very often I've been more cognizant of the fact that I try and balance it out and try and let you guys. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like trying to get you to talk, and it's just not there, so I'll just yeah. keep rolling through it. It just is what it is. So there's also yeah. ADD is a thing, and you just have a lot of stuff to say. Also that you should, you guys, someday we should publish your notes from an episode oh, to yes. like Facebook or something, so people can see the degree <laughs> to which you analyze these episodes and like make notes about things you want to talk about and well, like jot down your ideas length. and reactions. It's mind-boggling, you well, guys. It's ta- twice the length of our notes. Easily. I oh. I don't even take notes. <laughs> well, it's because I if I don't take detailed notes, I will forget what the hell was even going on. See, and, and so, I don't take as detailed notes, so I do kind of forget. So I'm like, same, Justin can talk about same, this Same, but I rely on Justin's mm-hmm. copious note-taking. All right, so one other thing that we got wrong last week uh, that we didn't realize necessarily. Were there only a few? Yeah, only a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It was a lot that happened in an oh, episode for us to only like, long get one. a few um, things wrong. So there were boys on the plane. Were I said there? That. I said that. that? Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. I don't know that you said it definitively. I don't remember if you were. Like, I said yes, I was so like, weird I'm pretty that. sure I saw some boys. Okay. I felt yeah, weird so, about that. Yeah. So I watched it. I think it was the third time because I actually did something that I hardly ever do. Usually I just watch it once and take notes and roll with it. Right. Uh, this time I watched it without taking notes because I wanted to see what the hell they were going to do and really just take it in. Uh, the second time I watched it, I took the notes, and the third time I watched it with Nikki. Uh, finally. What and did so, you think? You have to tell me later. Uh, so we got to the part where they were on the plane and I like, it, it was one of those things. Like if you didn't look for it, it wasn't super obvious that there were boys unless you I were think like, you do not pay enough attention to color. Well, I, I, that's also a thing because I was also like, well, some of them also didn't necessarily look immediately like boys. They're so young. Yeah, that but they still kids have at those that faces. age are that way. I yeah. know, but that's what I'm saying. When I looked they in the plane, the I was like, oh, who, those, some know. of those people have like the commander wives colors. That's exactly what I thought. I thought they were girls with blue co- like colors on. I was like, well, we don't even know what the fuck that is. What are those kids? Yeah, <laughs> so but like, yeah. That's... It didn't make any sense to me. So then I watched it again. And like, well, look this... at Eden. She wasn't wearing blue before. Well, she was an you don't get it. person. You don't get it until you get married. Well, but this the, the boys were wearing blue, which was what I did not realize. So they were walking through in the part where they have to like duck down because the trucks are coming by. I was like, oh, those are boys. Okay, that makes sense now because it totally like when you're in the moment, sometimes you just don't catch things. And that was one of the things that just like totally blew by me. But uh, yeah, they did apparently save some boys. Good for them. Yeah. So we got lots of boys uh, could be commanders one day and chop off people's fingers. Poor guys. So we got some questions. You're ready for some questions. This is our. uh, This is is my favorite part. Me too. The ask me anything ish. Uh, no, there Anything-ish. were <laughs> there were no appropriate, inappropriate, no no truly inappropriate questions asked. Okay, so, just like uh, our level of inappropriateness. Yes, All right. yeah. yes, good yes, job, yes. audience. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to roll through some of these and see what we can come up with. Um, I did today put out a final call for anything non Handmaid's Tale related because I'm always interested in talking yes. about that kind of stuff because uh, we do have lives outside of this. Sh- Podcast. I am just shocked sure. every time that anybody wants to know anything about I'm those lives outside of this. Yeah, well, really. I have to echo Tiana. Completely. Real people listen to this, huh? Yeah. Uh, so Michelle Mason, we're going to go with her first. She said, first, I love your podcast." Ah, thanks, Michelle. Uh, it's good to hear your opinions and to have a male perspective from Justin. How do you all? How did you all meet? 
And where did the idea of doing a podcast come from? <laughs> we have definitely talked about this before in well, previous seasons. This is but our maybe third season, new. and yeah. I will say yeah. this. We have increased an audience size, not to be the horn tutor, but there are probably a number of people that don't know <laughs> about Victory. this whole deal. Um, so plus we've talked about it choppily, but I don't know that we've yes. answered it. I think we talked about like the book list and things like that, right? right? So where do you want to start? Uh, me? Let's wanna... start with how Justin and Tiana met, and then how I came into the mix. Okay. All right. So how we all <laughs> yeah, met. and that's different from how we got started doing yes, this. Yes. Those are two different things. Oh, totally. So... Same here. What's up, Doctor? All right. So the how we met. I Justin Tiana worked with Tiana's husband. Yep. Um, I sang in a cover band, a duo at the time, <laughs> and uh, her husband, Todd, was, we got to be friends at work, and they, we were playing, actually, at a bar that used to be up the street, yeah. R.I.P. It was El right Scorcho. by uh-huh. Oh, I loved El Scorcho. El Scorcho was the yeah. best. I cut my foot open in their parking lot one day, and what should have been stitches turned into, I just need a butterfly bandage, and let's go drink margarita. Lots of <laughs> Yeah. Um, nice. So R.I.P. El Scorcho. Uh, for those of you that don't know, for our St. Louis fans out there, El Scorcho was started by Mike Johnson, who is the guy who does all the Sugar Fire and High Point Burger Joint places. Oh, no, so I, I have on... never been to a Sugar Fire, but Sugar Fire is really good. They're good. They're yeah. really good. I hear it's good. It is very good. I'm scared to go to barbecue places because of gluten. Well, you can go to Smoke or Shave Duck. That's the place to go. Yeah, I do. I go to Shave Duck a anyway, lot. Anyway, so we we were playing there, and Tiana was there uh, with Todd. And, and you played some Foo Fighters, and I was did so play happy. Some Foo Fighters, and uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen Tiana, yeah. and so that was the first time we'd met. Uh, Sarah, so, as far as my then, connection, oh, to Sarah, and then we and then we met Nikki, yes. and we were like, "This is a thing. <laughs> we gotta be this friends. this foursome is a thing." Yes. Um. So I started working with Nikki, yes. Justin's wife, uh, twelve years ago. And I was very much the baby of the crew. I was about. I remember <laughs> the first like, time I met you at Festivation, <laughs> there was like some her, uh, poking going on. Yeah, this oh, is like sure. what her. This is like Nikki's nineteenth year or something. Right. No so I way. came. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my thirteenth, technically, if you want to call it that, because I came at semester. But so we'll call it twelve. But um, yeah. So I came seven seven years behind, and Nikki was hired around the same time as like four or five other my department members, and then it there was a huge gap, like a seven year gap. Yep. And then there was me, and so I kind of was the baby that came in, and um, for a while there it was more like I just kind of looked up to Nikki because she and everybody else had so much more experience than I did, and I was kind of like. And she's pretty cool. And Nikki's pretty great, I was going to say. It's hard not to. Um, so I was kind of just doe-eyed in all of the meetings. And then eventually we all became friends. And then Nikki and Justin threw a party early. And I started coming to that. And yeah. Best party ever. The party that apparently has stopped forever. It's not going to stop know. forever. It's coming back. How else will I reveal my ridiculously embarrassing... Uh, Narwhal story? Well, Narwhal <laughs> story, but also... Um, Your guilty pleasure song? My guilty pleasure song, and maybe we'll talk talk about my nut milk making. Like, you know all what we should do? We things. should have it at my house and not invite Justin. The nut milk, <laughs> the nut milk story is going to come later, because there's oh, a question weird. about your It's weird. Oh, good. Great. Yes. Um, But yeah, and then... Justin started talking about, oh, I wouldn't shut up about The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Oh, yeah, you ran into Nikki, right? <laughs> so I was staying at home for a year with Sam and Will, but I came to a retirement party, and I was going to come back to work, and I did months later, but I came to a retirement party, and it had been a while for me in adult interaction, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So I'm talking everybody's ear off about The Handmaid's Tale and just everything, and Nikki's like... 
Yeah, just this was, was like starting a podcast middle on of the first season because we yeah, had already started yeah. the podcast yes, that's why i came yeah. late and you so had, i was like it was just going to be one and we were like this is great <laughs> yeah no totally and nikki was like uh you're gonna do the podcast now and i was like no 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 i just read the book i don't care and she's like no you're doing it it's happening <laughs> and i was like okay and and so that's how i got in there yeah, and that's so, why i don't come in until midway through season right one. so nikki comes in and after that <laughs> night she's like so Sarah wants to be on the podcast. And Nikki, if you know my wife, which none of you do, but she is, <laughs> she does not, not in a harsh way sometimes, uh, does not mince words. She's very direct. She's so a warm she, demander. She's a warm demander, as they refer to her as. Um, <laughs> and Tiana's that laughing because that is the most accurate shit ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, which means, for those of you who keep me score at home, that she is very demanding, but she has a, a great heart. Yeah, and it she's comes from a wonderful a great person. Place. But, yeah. Yeah. She's a ball buster when she wants to be. <laughs> For sure. But we're sure. And so she comes and my 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 deal with this podcast has always been Yeah, sure. Who yeah. wants to be on yeah. it? Whatever. 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 Totally. That's why Join it, our so, fun thing. That's yeah. why at some points last year we had like five people on the show and I'm like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I can't right. if I start taking it too seriously, my brain will explode and start doing oh, stupid yeah. things. So I try not to do it. So that's how we all met, and that's how the podcast started. Uh the podcast really okay, the podcast. That's that, not how the podcast okay. started. So the origin of the podcast, short version. Um, Rhea, who is a former co-host of this show, uh, got me to read the book, Just Bad was, Feminist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Which started me on a, I'm going to read only women for a whole year project. Yes. Which stalled out at reading Handmaid's Tale, I think in October. And then in November, the election happened and I was super angry and super sad. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> for As a long time, <laughs> for a long time, and I needed somewhere for all that energy to go. And this was before I got Adderall. Uh, so uh, there was a lot going on in my brain. <clears throat> so I didn't even know that the show was happening. Like literally, I think we found out about the show being a show uh, in the middle of March. It launched the end of April. And so by that point, I had gotten some Adderall. And they said, yes, you do have the ADHD. And I said, <laughs> that's great to know. And I remember the first day I took Adderall, I was like. And then you told the rest of us and we were like, yeah. Yeah. So Clearly. I took it. I remember the next day I go to work. I took it the first time that morning. I walked into my coworker Jamie's office and I was like, is this what it's like for all the rest of you people? <laughs> like, is this what it's like for real? And uh, she was like laughing at me. I was like, it's like all the, the voices in my head and all the ideas like that they used to just talk all at the same time. Right. And then we took the Adderall and they like all got in a nice little line and they're taking turns <laughs> and nobody's talking over each other and everybody's just going. And it's like normal. It was the most bizarre, like calm experience that I'd ever had thinking in a long time. I don't that makes know. me so happy. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so this is what that did, though. That led to me going, oh, there's a show. And I had a couple of buddies that do podcasts not related to anything. It does a hockey. One of my buddies does a hockey podcast, and one of my other buddies was co-hosting a totally unrelated podcast on its own. Um, but I was like, I went to TV, went to school for TV and radio, so this is like a thing that I know. And I also, Tiana will tell you this, uh, I have lots of ideas that I don't ever do, up until the point where I had the Adderall, and the Adderall was like, let's do it, and I was like. Well, there's not that voice that says don't do it or says, hey, but we can also do this, which then overrides yeah, the usually other. Where you, yes. That's usually what got you before. Right? And so I think by the uh, two days, we had bought the domain name for the for the podcast. We had the Facebook. We had all the social media done. And I called Tiana. I was like, hey, you want to do this podcast? And she was like, yes. 
like immediately. Yeah. I called Rhea and I was like, hey, you want to yeah. do this? And I had not like, thought through the fact that like other people would be listening to us at that point. I was sure. just like, yes, I want to regularly go to conversations about this thing I already love. Right. right? My favorite book. Exactly. That was kind of my thing. Yeah. yeah. And I so like, I was like, Rhea. Stop thinking about this book. And Rhea was in, and we just went, and that was it. Oh, and you had been telling me that I needed to, like, meet Rhea and be Rhea's yeah. friend for, like, three years for prior sure. to that, it seemed sure. like. Right. Yeah. So that was how it all started. And uh, that now here we are, three seasons later. All right. Here we go. That was long. Yeah. We'll try to be more succinct. Well, that's a long one. It's a long one. It is. Yeah, it's a big question. All right. Nothing Handmaid's Tale pressing to ask, but I'm also in St. Louis and wondering if you guys would ever consider a live meetup slash discussion to chat Handmaid's Tale. I really enjoy the podcast and have turned all my teacher friends <gasps> on to you guys. Teachers? Keep up the good work. Stop it. So teachers. that was from Lindsay Ann. Um, so here, have I thought about it? Absolutely. Do I, th- in my head, it's like the most ridiculous thing to even think about because it'd who, be like, who would show up? Be like 10 people, people really show up. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I feel like it would just be us. <laughs> I know, which would be fun no anyway. Would that yeah. would be fun too. No, I, but yeah, that's where my head goes. It's like, it's like one of those things you're like, who would the fuck we just are be we? recording ourselves right? being like stood up? I feel so, like that's what might happen. So I almost went to a podcast thing, a live a po- one, live podcast yeah. in Chicago last June because I listened to Do- Dax Shepard's podcast, uh-huh. Armchair Expod, mm-hmm. and or expo- expert, expert, and um, I was like, what if we did one of these? And I was like, who am I? Shut up, Sarah. You're not this. And, but then she asked about it. That makes me so happy. Well, I want to know more about her <laughs> teacher friends. I think that's even funny. Oh, ESPN's calling. Yeah, I'm curious as to what kind of teachers they are. Yeah. So, Lindsay Ann, tell us more about your teacher friends. All right, everybody, that wraps up part one of the season three wrap-up show and Ask Us Anything-ish show. Uh, Next week, next episode, probably the next few days between, you know, the next few days and next week, let's call it. Uh, We'll have part two, maybe part three out, depending on how I want to break this up. And we will continue to answer your questions, including many, many, many more non-Handmaid's Tale-related questions, which dive into some very fun and entertaining things that I think you will all enjoy. So, thank you again, and please uh, check back. Do not unsubscribe. Tell all your friends not to unsubscribe. And if they aren't subscribed, definitely tell them to subscribe uh, for more great content, like I said, probably all the way through the fall. Uh, So, we uh, really appreciate it. Have a great day, and thank you. Bye.